fruit juice is good for you, right? Well, certainly, unless it's laced with arsenic. This MLM treated their fruity concoctions as if they could heal you of any ailment when chances are they're more likely to get you sick. Their own scientists testified to not knowing what was actually in these products, but today we're gonna get to the bottom of that. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Multi-Level Mondays. Today, we're here to talk about Manavi. For those of you who may have seen my Juness video, you might remember me mentioning that Manavi is a now defunct MLM and Juness took over their assets. So that should already give you a little bit of context for today's episode, considering the many, many issues we have with their new parent company. But today we'll talk about Monavi as a separate MLM before they became defunct and what led to them going out of business. So let's get into it. As we've seen quite a few times, the founder of this company has a pretty questionable history. Dalin Larson, the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Monavi got his start as a distributor for NuSkin. After that, he was a president of a string of weight loss clinics before eventually becoming the vice president for USANA Health Services, yet another MLM we've talked about. So this guy is really making the rounds. As Larson puts it, he likes, quote, the notion of everybody doing a few things and the masses benefiting together, end quote. It sounds to me like he enjoys signing people up under him to do all the work. After all, the distributors trying to work their way up the pyramid are constantly having to push these products and this, quote, opportunity in order to make any money at all. That's why the business model itself is so broken. People at the top like Larson can kick back and relax while their downline struggles to even earn a bit of money. Larson compares this arrangement to a musician selling a CD, arguing that an artist continues to receive royalties and checks from music that may be years old. The difference here is that the musician receiving money isn't getting it from sales of other people's products, nor do they have a downline. The way Larson compares multi-level marketing to other legitimate business models and continually tries to justify it is a little frustrating to say the least. Even so, Larson was respected in the MLM community, so he was able to keep climbing to the top. In 2001, Larson became the vice president of sales for Dynamic Essentials in Lake Mary, Florida. They sold a fruit juice called Royal Tongan Limu, and they were essentially a part of Nature's Bounty, a supplement company that the FTC has actually fined for false advertising. Larson claims that he increased Dynamic Essentials revenues by 300% during his brief time in company leadership, but he actually oversaw a forced shutdown by the FTC and the voluntary destruction of their inventory of Royal Tongan Limu in lieu of having their products seized. One of the co-founders of Dynamic Essentials, Gary Razor, decided to make a new health and wellness company called Limu. Larson also moved to a new company, co-founding Monarch Health Sciences in August, 2003. A couple of years after that, in 2005, Monarch Health Sciences became Monavi. This isn't the first time we've seen this type of corporate rope-a-dope from referral marketing schemes. Many times, MLM founders whose operations are investigated or shut down simply start another one and just you know, fresh start and move on as if nothing ever happened. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, Larson used millions of dollars of incentives to lure successful distributors away from other MLMs and fortify his position as a new network marketing franchise. One of those distributors was Brig Hart, who came to Monavi after holding a top level position at Amway. Later, Monavi gained another top former Amway distributor, Orrin Woodward, $3 million to help him siphon clients from Amway and get them to work for Monavi instead. Larson said Woodward wouldn't have to repay if he met certain recruitment goals, according to a lawsuit Amway filed against Monavi in 2008. 
Another lawsuit by nutritional juice company, Tahitian Nani, said one of its distributors was also offered more than $3 million to join Manavi. Larson insists these actions are ethical, citing the free market. Quote, there are companies who believe their distributors are the property of that company. I believe in free enterprise. And if distributors decide his or her dreams and goals are better served in this company than that company, they ought to have the right to change. That may have been the dream, but the payments to lure in top level distributors also illustrate the company's practice of providing capital to certain distributors while telling new ones they must prosper on their own. Apparently more than 20,000 Amway distributors left to join Monavi by 2007. In response, Amway sued a number of them claiming they violated their contracts. Amway also said that Monavi was falsely advertising the health benefits of their products and misleading distributors about how much they could earn, which honestly is a bold accusation coming from Amway. Monavi countersued until finally they reached a settlement before the case was brought to trial. As for Oren and his wife, Lori, they were found liable in arbitration for soliciting Amway distributors to join Monavi and they were ordered to pay only $12,736. And I'm sure that felt like a drop in the bucket considering they made, I think at least $3 million. So, oh boohoo, 12,000. I'm sure this really hurt them. That is sarcasm, by the way. Now, this was only the beginning. Before we get into the other lawsuits, the pyramid scheme claims and how Monavi fell in on itself, let's take a look at what their company was all about and what they were actually selling. Now that Monavi is a part of Jeunesse, you can see that they used to sell through the Jeunesse website. The Monavi page shows what looks to be like a bottle of wine, but is actually a quote, innovative blend of 19 fruits, including the Brazilian acai berry, plus plant-derived glucosamine, so you can live life in motion, end quote. So, you know, it's fruit juice. A lot of the ingredients say they're from concentrate and there doesn't seem to be any sugar added, but that's about as revolutionary as it gets. I'm not saying that fruit juice can't be good for you, but the way they market it is kind of ridiculous. You can buy acai berries at a grocery store and eat them. You can even order them in a Starbucks drink. You really just don't need Monavi juice to feel the benefits of fruit juice. Now their website claims that the juices are formulated to enhance joint health by increasing mobility and flexibility that they have plant sterols to protect your heart and deliver the antioxidant capacity of approximately 13 servings of fruits and vegetables in just four ounces. The flexibility claim is tied to the inclusion of glucosamine, a compound found in healthy cartilage. However, science doesn't actually back up claims that glucosamine is a value as a supplement. There's little difference in osteoarthritis pain supplements when it comes to taking glucosamine versus placebos. The scale only tips in favor of taking glucosamine when older and lower quality studies are considered. So perhaps Monavi wasn't aware that the studies they referenced weren't up to date, or maybe they were cherry picking to support their product. They also rely on acai berries as a selling point, claiming they're loaded with benefits, but they are far cheaper ways to get acai in your diet. Like, you know, buying them at the grocery store and eating them. Antioxidants are absolutely good for you. But chemical analysis of Monavi's super juices in 2008 found that basic apple juice contained more antioxidants and that Monavi had five times less vitamin C than Welch's grape juice. If anything, studies showed that Monavi could actually do harm as some limited data showed that Monavi interacted with the drug warfarin, a blood thinner. Apparently, this could be because of high concentrations of vitamin K. Changes in vitamin K have been linked with complications in patients taking warfarin. Another clinical case report showed an association between Monave ingested throughout pregnancy and pulmonary hypertension at birth. Some of Monave's reviews claimed you can't take enough vitamins to equal what's in Monave. 
and it's just nothing more than fruit juice. Others say they feel younger and have lost weight drinking it. Many more, however, claim that the health benefits are unclear. They regret buying it. It's extremely expensive and it's simply masquerading as science. To me, it simply sounds like it's overpriced juice sold in a pyramid scheme format. But let's get into the problems that Monave began facing early on, their lawsuits and obviously their downfall. And before we start off with those fabulous health claims, let's take a quick break to thank today's sponsors. Everyone loves ordering stuff from the comfort of their PJs, but we all face doubt when we see that promo code field taunt us as we're checking out. If only we had a magic code to save us 15%. Well, that's why there's Honey. Honey is the online shopping tool that scours the internet searching for promo codes and then applies the best one to your cart. It's like getting coupons without ever having to keep track of them or even remember to use them. Which trust me is fantastic for me because I am a very forgetful person. And Honey is super easy to use. You just install it on your browser and then shop like you would. And when you're ready to check out, the Honey button drops down, auto applies all working codes that find straight to your cart and bam, saves you money. And like I said last week, I was doing a little bit of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, small business Saturday shopping and Honey was right there to assist me the entire way through the Ulta store, through when I was looking at Sephora, although I didn't buy anything, but it was there anyway to let me know, hey, we got something for you. So if you don't already have Honey yet, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in just a few seconds. And by using it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. And I'd never recommend something that I don't use. And I've been using Honey since, God, 2018? It's been a long time. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash MLM. That's joinhoney.com slash MLM. This episode is also sponsored by Avast One. Now, some of us are still working from home right now without much virus protection, even as we hear about new cyber attacks all the time. So it's time we had a serious think about our cybersecurity and look at Avast One's cybersecurity. Avast has been a global leader in cybersecurity for more than 30 years and is trusted by over 435 million users. Avast One's award-winning antivirus stops viruses and malware from harming your devices. They provide ransomware protection that secures your personal photos, documents, and other files from being modified, deleted, or encrypted by ransomware attacks. Plus, they provide firewall protection so you can keep personal information secure and prevent attacks that seek to access your computers and steal your data. I've been using Avast One for almost two years, I think at this point, and they've just been great. They run in the background, they do what they need to do, and they don't really bother me because I don't really know what's going on anyway, so it's nice that they just handle it all for me. Avast prevents over 1.5 billion attacks every month. And with Avast One, you can confidently take control of your online world without worrying about viruses, phishing attacks, ransomware, hacking attempts, or other cyber crimes. Learn more about Avast One at avast.com. The company's inflated claims were noticed pretty quickly by skeptical consumers and unfortunately for Monave, also by the FDA. In 2007, they sent Monave a warning letter because given the many, many distributors that claimed Monave could treat certain diseases, they were technically advertising it as a drug. This clearly violated the Federal Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act, which prohibits companies from advertising drugs without prior approval or review from the FDA. As awful as this sounds, Monavie knew about these issues and quite frankly, couldn't or wouldn't do anything about it. After all, they wouldn't want to fire these distributors because as we know how MLMs work, the distributors are their loyal customer base. 
but for distributors, without a doubt, they were the ones who were out of control and at the bottom of this whole mess. A 2008 Newsweek article illustrates just how bold Monavay's distributors claims got. Dallin Larson claimed that he tried to remind people that Monavay was just a juice, but concealed that it was next to impossible to tell distributors to stop inflating the product's benefits. He compared it to herding cats in the article, and given that the FDA's compliance department only staffed 18 people and the Monavay's sales force are about 1 million, it hardly seemed possible to stop them. According to that article, People testify to Monave beating back cancer, curbing anxiety, and controlling symptoms of autism. Among the converted are former Daytona 500 champ, Jeff Bodine, who credits Monave with helping him recover from one of the worst crashes in NASCAR history. Viacom CEO, Sunner Redstone, who says it will help him live another 50 years, he's 85, and Boston Red Sox outfielder, JD Drew, who sells the stuff on his MySpace page. Monavi likes to tout distributors like Diane Nafziger and Sherry Whitaker, who make more than $1 million in annual compensation, but they achieved this making claims that they had a diabetic friend who broke his need for insulin shots by drinking expensive fruit juice. Of course, not everyone was raking in the big bucks as most of Monavi's million strong sales team were nothing more than customers. More than 90% were considered wholesale customers whose earnings are mostly discounts on sales for themselves, according to the company's own 2007 income disclosure. Only 10% made more than $100 a week and the dropout rate, according to a top recruiter, was somewhere around 70%. While I do believe the distributors need to take some responsibility for their actions here, I think the main problem lies with Larson and those at the top. They support and utilize a business model that encourages extreme sales practices. After all, with a million distributors, competition must be extremely fierce. So these distributors, some of whom may be desperate to make money, are put in a position where they feel the need to continue to one-up each other to get a downline and secure sales. I'm not saying this excuses the behavior whatsoever, simply that it seems incredibly hypocritical for Larson to compare controlling these distributors to herding cats when he created the situation in the first place. As of 2008, the executives at Monavi were able to get the FDA off their backs as they tried to reel in the false health claims, but plenty of other issues were on the horizon. As Monavi drew more attention, more people began to accuse them of being a pyramid scheme. Remember Oren Woodward, the Amway seller who they paid millions to recruit? Well, his downline and company turned a few heads for being pretty shady. In 2008, Forbes wrote that Woodward co-founded, quote, team, which sold motivational products, they wrote that his success didn't really lie with Monavi, but in making other people sell it for him. The article reads, Woodward doesn't have to sell a drop of the concoction to make a killing. Team rather sells things that helps people sell things like Monavi. Team sells tools, 258 sets of motivational compact discs, 69 team shirts, and books like Woodward's Launching a Leadership Revolution, all of which filled the nationwide arena's hockey rink. Outside a black Mercedes-Benz gleamed next to a sign saying, work hard, go black diamond, get one of these. Forbes described team as a pyramid atop a pyramid, pyramid scheme inception, so to speak. Because if you can't earn back the $258 on motivational lectures by selling juice bottles, you can get people to buy the lectures. And yes, that's right. Woodward had created an MLM for motivational products for Monavi, another MLM. Woodward insisted this wasn't a chain letter and that he's selling hope and sales skills. In the meantime, like with any other pyramid scheme, only 1% of any team members actually made money from their involvement. 
Despite this clearly problematic model, Team did incredibly well. They made over $42 million in 2007 with about 60,000 members. Somewhere around 90% of their sales tools revenue came from Monavi juice sellers. So if not as many average salespeople were buying these products, without a doubt, this was designed to further take advantage of those who were susceptible to scams and scam them all over again. Some of these Monavi distributors who fell victim to Woodward spent tens of thousands of dollars on products and motivational tools trying to make their business work. Woodward himself absolutely knew that he was doing this and he had been selling with Amway since 1993. So he had a lot of experience and MLM know-how. The motivational tools he sold do exactly what we've seen MLM Facebook groups do time and time again. They encourage recruiters to reject doubters. And if their business is failing, the tools tell them to blame themselves and keep trying. Even though it's pretty clear that this MLM is not worth supporting, there's still more to go. Let's get into those lawsuits. Aside from those issues with Amway, one of Monavi's first lawsuits was over trademarks. In 2008, Imagenetics sued Monavi, alleging that Monavi was claiming their products contained Celadrin, an anti-inflammatory drug that they sell to private labels to places such as Costco, Long's Drugs, and Walgreens. The month after the article came out, the company and Monavi entered into a business deal, though the details weren't disclosed. It's shady as all hell that they claimed their juice contained an ingredient that it didn't, so they seemed eager to correct that and had been working with the company the moment it became public. I'm not convinced they ever would have begun working with Imagenetics had they not been sued. It seems like Monavi is all too happy to make false claims until someone exposes them for it and forces them to actually take action. In 2009, Oprah Winfrey sued Monavi for using her and Dr. Oz's name to promote their products. Monavi wasn't the only one mentioned in the suit, but this definitely was not a good look for them. Frankly, I don't like Dr. Oz or Oprah much, and I don't think they're to be trusted when it comes to health claims. So it's a bit difficult for me to feel sympathetic towards them because honestly, it kind of sounds like something they would have told their viewers to buy. Even so, I'm pleased they sued Monavi because no MLM should be able to slap an endorsement on their product without permission. In 2010, this lawsuit was settled, though details about the settlement weren't released. Dr. Oz said in a statement that even though acai is a powerful antioxidant, he doubted it could help with weight loss. Normally, I consider disagreeing with Dr. Oz a good thing, but if Dr. Oz, one of the reigning kings of health-related bullshit artistry, is calling you out for misguided health claims, then you've got a major problem. That same year, Monavi sued a successful fruit drink MLM, Zri, for copying their compensation plan. Oftentimes when MLMs sue each other, I found it's over really petty things, usually claims of copying. Unfortunately, I couldn't find much information on the suit, so it seems like it was either dropped or settled privately. Monavi didn't stop there though, and they sued one of their former distributors, Joe Lichardi, for soliciting members in his downline for another MLM called Momentus. They did drop the suit within a month though, maybe because they realized what massive petty hypocrites they were being. Did Monavi forget that that's exactly what they did to Amway to start their own downlines? So I guess it's not okay when someone else does it to them though. The new lawsuits filed against Monavi, however, were far more serious issues at play. One class action lawsuit filed around 2010 alleged that Monavi and its distributors were engaged in a conspiracy to unjustly enrich themselves at the expense of consumers. As bad as it sounds, the lawsuits that came next proved far more detrimental to Monavi. In 2013, a class action suit filed against Monavi in the US District Court of New Jersey alleged that not only did they deceptively advertise their products, but some of the people doing so falsely claimed to be medical professionals. On page 11, the complaint reads, 
There is no better example of this frenzy of deception than the recurrence of Dr. Lou Niles in the Mona V propaganda. Dr. Niles holds himself to be a licensed practicing MD oncologist. Upon information and belief, Lou Niles is neither an MD nor an oncologist. However, he is a frequent pitchman for the Monavi products and is used by scheme members to lend credibility to the false and misleading claims that the Monavi products help treat cancer and interfere with the process of aging. It's issues like this that make it really hard for me to believe that Monavi and its executives actually did everything in their power to stop the false claims from going to their distributors. The ridiculous fraudulent claims about Monavi doing everything from enhancing your sex life to improving immune system response were bad enough, but Monavi also failed to warn consumers that the juices contained arsenic and lead, which could lead to health problems. And that is a massive yikes on tracks for me. Monavi not being as beneficial as they claim and, you know, that's practically expected at this point, but selling a product containing arsenic and lead without warning people, that's different. Another class action lawsuit in 2014 said that the contaminated juice sold by Monavi didn't just have a negligible amount of arsenic and lead, but enough to be genuinely worrying, especially for children. One of the plaintiffs in this case, Eric Leiberman, actually fell extremely ill after consuming the juice for only two months. He experienced headaches, dizziness, fatigue, weight loss, irritability, depression, anxiety, balance difficulties, lowered stamina, and other health issues. After seven months of medical evaluations, he was told that his arsenic levels were 10 times that of a normal adult. At the time of the lawsuit, his medical expenses had reached over $140,000. Diane Bueller, another plaintiff, developed a severe acne rash. Doctors believe that this too was the result of elevated arsenic levels. Not only did these lawsuits reveal just how unhealthy Monavi actually was, but it revealed that even the people who made it had no idea what was in it. In a deposition from that lawsuit, an attorney questioned Ralph Carson, the company's chief science officer. In the transcript, the attorney asked, you have indicated as I understood it during your deposition today that you never understood or knew the contents of Monavi's drink. Is that correct? And Carson's answer is this, completely correct. If you were to ask me how much acai is in the product, I do not know. This wasn't Monavi's only lawsuit of the year either. K2A LLC, the company that holds patents on the freeze-dried acai berry, sued Monavi, claiming that they owed tens of millions of dollars for infringing on their patent. Seeing as they terminated their licensing agreement in 2013, yet Monavi had continued to sell products infringing on said patent. K2A LLC said that Monavi hadn't made any royalty payments since June, 2009. So they asked the court to declare the licensing agreement terminated and award it to at least 10% of Monavi's sales, plus triple damages. This was settled for an undisclosed sum in 2015. The other class action suit was settled for almost $16 million. Although following all these legal cases and their updates is a bit tricky, I highly recommend checking out Truth and Advertising or the Salt Lake Tribune sources as they kind of broke it down and covered Monavi quite well. After these lawsuits, Monavi's reputation was floundering. According to court documents, Monavi sold $182 million note to TSGMV Financing LOC in November, 2010. Secured by virtually all of the assets of the company, TSG had previously provided capital to Monavi. In March, Juness purchased the note from TSG, characterizing the deal as an acquisition. However, Juness chairman and CEO Maurizio Bellora informed shareholders that Monavi had defaulted on the note and the board intended to agree to a strict foreclosure. 
Monavi's assets were transferred to Jeunesse, and as we know, their product is still sold to them this day, hopefully arsenic-free. Calling this a train wreck almost feels like an insult to train wrecks. It was a spectacular failure. Not only did Monavi make a juice out to be a miracle product, but it was closer to being poisoned the entire time. As an aside, I do wanna mention that Monavi did have a charity division called The More Project, although it seems like it wasn't a massive part of the company. In almost a decade, Monavi and the distributors contributed about $14 million. The More Project, it seems, unfortunately, like many other charities run or supported by MLMs, it may make them look good, but I'm not exactly convinced that Monavi cares a lot about it. Unfortunately, we are still not done here. After all, Larson's MLM had once again collapsed in on itself. So what did he need to do? Well, make another one, of course. In 2017, Larson launched Vaseo, a new wellness venture. Vaseo stands for Vision Action Steadiness Assures Your Outcome, which yes, does sound like a bunch of buzzwords thrown together. I don't know how this guy is still allowed to run a business, let alone an MLM after what he's been doing. Direct Selling News, an MLM site, downplayed the severity of what he'd done. They painted a picture of Larson retiring from Monavi after it was acquired by Jeunesse, neglecting to mention the revealing lawsuits that uncovered how he was selling arsenic juice for over a decade. Viseo has five nutrition supplement products called Microlife Nutritionals, essentially essentials, neuro, energy, renew, and sleep. Just like in the past, Viseo has celebrities promoting their product with professional boxer and current Senator of the Philippines, Manny Pacquiao on their front page. Manny may be a boxer, but the fact that he's a political figure promoting these supplements really rubs me the wrong way. These incredibly expensive supplements look exactly like every other expensive supplement, and they use the same buzzwords and promises in their marketing as well. So nothing special. In actuality, there's no science to support the claims, at least none that they've released. They have a few graphics and a small video on their advanced delivery technology page, but no studies to back up this so-called science. Why should I trust their scientific board when Juness's board claims that their product literally changes the nature of your cells? Viseo is located in Utah, whereas as we've discussed, laws are incredibly lax there. They're still new to the scene, but already there's quite a few warning signs about how they operate. It costs over $300 just to join and up to $1,400 for the largest package. The income disclosure claims that it's about $30 to enroll, though they don't give much more information than that. Viseo, generally speaking, doesn't reveal much about themselves at all. This could be because they wanna keep their information close to the chest given their checkered past and Larson wants to lay low after what happened a couple of years ago or that their growth is just slow. Either way, I'll be curious to see where Viseo ends up. Given who's running it, I'm sure there will be a few controversies along the way and they will return to multi-level Mondays sometime soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's Multi-Level Mondays episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and check out our YouTube channel if you wanna see the visual components to each of these episodes. We also have a Patreon, and if you'd like to consider supporting us there, make sure to check that out. Link will obviously be in the description box too. If you did enjoy this episode and you're not quite yet subscribed, make sure you do so that you can be notified every time a new episode goes live. Thank you so much for spending some of your time here with me today. I appreciate it, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. 